Welcome to Rick's Martini Bar. This is Jerry McCarty here with a special guest, good friend of the show, Grant Anderson. Grant, thanks for being here. It is excellent to be back, sir. Well, cheers. So good to see you. There we go. And uh, we are here. We're going to talk about, uh, Grant and I like a lot of the same things. And one of them is the Andy Griffith Show, which was off the air when Grant was born. So what do you like so much about the Andy Griffith it is Show? Funny. I am I am I am a certified Andy Griffith Show fanatic. And yes, I was born two years after the show ended. Although in my mind the Andy Griffith show actually ended in nineteen sixty five before they went color in season six. So technically I was born five years after the show ended. But um, you know, the Andy Griffith show, uh, much like I Love Lucy and other things like that, you know, it's hard to turn on the television for the last 40 some odd years and have it not be on. Right, 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 right. And when I was a kid, you know, I, if I stayed home from school, you know, if I wanted to fake, you know, the sick deal, that kind of thing, it was, it was always, uh, Hey, you know, Andy Griffith's going to be on and Bonanza and all those other things. But Andy Griffith was the one I always came back. Yeah, to. those they, they were great. And it, it's, Interesting, like Andy is the only sane person in all of Mayberry. Everybody else has it's, got something a little strange about it. It's absolutely true. <laughs> it's it's a it's a very strange town. It's filled with uh, it's filled with a lot of very oddball characters. I think Opie's fairly sane. Yeah, oh, yeah, uh, you know, Opie's, but he's too young to be. Cool at that point, I think, but um, yeah, it is a town filled with a lot of oddball people. But I think like. Um, any good television series or any good story, you can find people in that town that inhabit your real life uh, in some ways, usually a muted version of them, but they're all, you know, people we know. Yeah, and that that show is, um, it's, people like it because it's so down home and comfortable, but it actually was created by Danny Thomas and yeah. Sheldon Leonard, who that's was right. like this guy that played the heavies. <laughs> that's, that's it. It was a, it was a, yeah, it was a spin out of, uh, of, um, make of, room for of, daddy, make room for daddy. Yeah. 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 And Sheldon Leonard as a little aside is the guy. If it's a wonderful life. One of my favorite movies, he plays Nick and he's the guy who says, uh, Listen, mister, I love this about a bar. He says, hey, mister, we serve hard drinks in here for men that want to get drunk <laughs> fast, and we don't need no characters around here, That's given the it. place atmosphere. <laughs> and, uh, oh, I can ask you this question. Yes. Okay, producers. He was a producer of that show. Right. I know what a music producer does, like Quincy Jones and Phil Spector. Sure. And I know what a movie producer doesn't do like George Clooney and Argo, but, <laughs> but I don't know what a television producer Sheldon Leonard. So what did he do? Do you think on that show? For well, I mean, you know, again, that was a, that was a long time ago, and the right. games changed a little bit. But uh, ultimately, um, you know, I know he pushed it through the line to get it across and get it on the air, and uh, he would have been involved in all the day to day aspects of production. Although on a show like that, where you've got somebody coming in that's a heavy like Andy Griffith, who was already a bit of a star. Um, you know, Andy's going to have a lot of say over what goes on. So I think Sheldon Leonard was probably there to keep the kids apart in a lot of ways, <laughs> so most of the time, you know. Uh, and also that was under Desi Lou too. That is so, that is you know. so funny because uh, 
Gary Marshall, who was on the show, described that role exactly. That's, That's exactly what he said. He was. He said. He said on Laverne and Shirley, it was my job to keep the kids apart. <laughs> that's it, and keep keep it on budget and keep it on target. And uh, yeah, that's. I think that's probably a lot of what he was doing. Because there were a lot of personalities on that show. Although, you know, there were. There, it, it's rumored that there were serious personality conflicts between uh, Francis Bevue and uh, and B. And yeah, and Andy Griffith. And B was a B. Huh? Well, she was apparently. She was quite a well-trained actress, and she had a lot of resentment for playing the old matronly spinster um, and didn't like that very much and, and kind of, you know, dumped it on the rest of the cast. I heard uh, Andy Griffith said that before she passed away. She called him and apologized yeah. for being that way. Apparently at some show. point he and uh, he and Ron Howard went to visit her in the 70s uh, at her home in Mount Airy and uh, she turned them away. Oh, really? <laughs> wouldn't talk to him and uh, oh. she felt terrible about that years later. But Andy Griffith never even nominated for an yeah. Andy in that show. That is just amazing. It's an interesting thing. He he made a conscious decision um, when Don Knotts came aboard as Barney Fife, and you know, in season one, um, to become the straight man. Um, it was initially done to be a, a vehicle for him to be funny. Oh yeah, he was a stand-up comedian. He had yeah. a lot of really funny things in his background. But he realized very quickly when Don Knotts walked into the room that he wasn't going to be able to keep up with that, wow. and it was better to be there to be the straight guy. And Don Knotts. Five Emmys. Five Emmys, and five probably, in a row. How many? Uh, he was only on five seasons. He was only on five seasons. Yeah, he came back for a couple of guest spots during the color era, um, the era of which we don't speak. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, with one exception, I'll, I'll talk about that later. Um, yeah, he, uh, he he won every year for, for every single year amazing. he was on the show. He just was unstoppable. Amazing. So we have to take our first commercial break. But when we come back, we're going to hear about some of our favorite characters, our favorite episodes of The Andy Griffith Show when we return at Rick's Martini Bar. Let's swing on down. Is played where the girls are refined and the men have good taste. Hello and welcome back to Rick's Martini Bar. This is Grant Anderson with Jerry McCarty, and we are discussing the greatest sitcom ever made, uh, at least in my humble opinion, The Andy Griffith Show. I agree with your humble opinion. There we go. <laughs> and, uh, wait, we're, we're ta we talked about what we like about that show, and I think you, you, you put it in a good perspective of it's, it's just a good, funny really funny good characters and it's it's wholesome and yeah. and everybody wants to, i think the reason it's so popular and the reason that you know so many years after it was made people still enjoy the show is i think everybody likes to believe and wants to believe that there's a mayberry out there everybody's searching for Mayberry right. in my mind and uh, i know i am i've been doing that my whole life i've been trying to find mayberry in some way right. i think you find it everywhere right. and uh, i think it's a place that people would like to be and would like to, to to visit, you know. And they had a couple episodes where people would come into Mayberry and they wanted to get out as fast that's as right, they, that's they right. could. That's right. That's right. It was a one-horse town, you know. You know, it's. Uh, but then they'd warm up to it. That's like, right. Uh, of course. Like Ellie and uh, uh, and other people would come into the town, and then they'd come back. People, that's right. People came back on that show a lot. That's right. Um, one of the things that I want to talk about is uh, favorite. Characters. Let's talk about favorite. And I'm going to give you mine first, and okay. we'll just see. One of my favorite is Ernest T. Bass, 
who my is my favorite as well. So, is he really? Yes, I, I love he? Ernest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he is just so funny and just so out there and throws rocks. Yeah. And <laughs> played, played by the great Howard Morris of yes. uh, your show of shows. Um, yeah, Ernest T. Funny enough, he he is one of the most popular characters of all time on the series, including, oh, really? including the main cast. And whenever they poll, Ernest T. is always at the top up there with, with Andy and Barney wow. and, and whatnot. And uh, he was only in five episodes. Really? And people remember him because he was so big. I mean, Howard Morris' performance was so over the top. Oh, wow. That, you know, he, but yeah, Ernest T. Bass, uh, and when we get to favorite episodes, we'll talk about that because my, my favorite episode is an Ernest T. Bass Oh, really? Episode, yeah. Wow. Uh, awesome. No, Ernest T. was was magnificent. And it's funny because, you know, I mean, everybody always talks about Barney and everything like that because, you know, you can't oh, compete Don Knotts. But, you know, it was also a show that was the sum of its parts, and the supporting cast was outrageously talented, funny people. Um, you know, Howard Morris is Ernest T. Of course, Floyd, played by Howard yeah. McNair. You know, Floyd was a, you know, and, and poor Howard McNair, he had a stroke, you know, into so the middle of the series, and they the... literally had to tie him to his chair because wow. he, he could hardly sit up. So, but, you know, Floyd is, is fantastic. I loved Parley Bear as Mayor Stoner. Oh, yeah. He was hysterically funny, a great character Was he actor. before Mayor Pike or after? He was after Mayor Pike. After Mayor, Mayor Pike. Mayor Pike was the serious one and the earnest one, and Parley Bear came in to be kind of the, the, the dope. Um, and, and a character that would never be on TV today, Otis the Town Drunk. Otis, yeah, Otis Campbell played by Hal Smith. Yeah, yeah I, Otis, That character would not be on TV no, today. No, he is the lovable alcoholic, the lovable lush. Um, there, in fact, there is one episode where they actually did try to do a little bit of sort of, you know, yeah, positive he, programming where he gets a car. When he, oh, is that the one? And it, and it, there was one where he was a descendant from the founders, yeah, right? Yeah. Is that the one? And, and they, the town was embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't want to give it to him. They were afraid he'd show up gassed. If that was on, if that was on today, there would be a yeah. special Andy Griffith. Fifth episode where they do an intervention. That's that's what it would be. Yeah. Well, they actually did have that episode, the Aunt, oh, really? Aunt B the Warden, where Otis gets thrown at the rock. You know, he has to go stay at the house because the jail is full. Oh. And Aunt B puts him to work all day, and he never wants to go back there again. <laughs> he stays pretty clear for a couple of weeks after that. But uh, you know, another great supporting character was was uh, Briscoe Darling, played by Denzel. Oh Pyle. yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. love almost any of the episodes the Darlings. Oh, yeah. Are because and Charlene Darling. Charlene Darling, who was who was a real cutie. I, you know, it's funny. There was a there was a great one of my favorite lines from Briscoe. Darling is when uh, Andy's done something really nice for him, and Briscoe looks at him and says, "You know, Sheriff, you may have a city man's haircut, but your heart was shaped in a bowl." <laughs> and that's just good stuff, you know. I mean, great lines, you know, really funny stuff. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know how much. Uh, well, a half-hour show. How much real film time is that? Twenty. Well, today it's about twenty-two, if you're lucky. Um, and uh, back then, I think it stretched out to about maybe. 26 minutes or 24 minutes about and my favorite one of my you know the favorite things that i do and it's hard to remember you might remember some of them but just like andy and uh and barney sitting on the porch oh yeah after eating pie right and it was just so slow paced but it is just so good they'd be like oh that's good pie yeah yeah (laughs) you know what i think i'll do i think i'll go to thelma Luz, watch a little tv (laughs) yeah no it was just all it was such a relaxed thing but that had to be like three or four minutes of it it was like they would never again today they would never spend that much time just just relaxing and breathing and all yeah. that stuff. They, they would hang on bits um, for a long time, and it didn't necessarily have to be a funny bit either. I mean, and even the funny bits, they would, they would really, like, let it stew for a while. There's, you know, my favorite bit that Don Knotts ever did on the show was when he tries to recite the preamble to the Constitution. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. one of the funniest pieces of television ever made, and it takes, like, five minutes. It takes almost a half an act wow. to get out, and they just let – and it's on Don – 
90% of the time, and they're just letting him go. And you can see there's a couple times where they're on the reverse where Andy is just about to break, and they cut away because he was losing it the whole time because yeah, Don so Knotts funny. was so funny. That is so funny. And, yeah. of course, the uh, we have to take a commercial, but my, one of my favorite other ones is the nip it in the bud. Nip it in the bud. <laughs> you got to nip it. It's great stuff. In the bud. Yeah. Nip it in the bud. Uh, so we have taken out a commercial. <laughs> but when we come back, thanks for being here, by the way, Grant. And oh, when fun. we come back, we're going to talk about some of our favorite episodes of The Andy Griffith Show here on Rick's Red Teeny Bar. Let's swing on down to Ricky's Place. Where the girls are refined and the men have good taste. We are back at Rick's Martini Bar, and we're here talking about the Andy Griffith Show with Grant Anderson. Thank you, thank you. And uh, so glad you're here again. And what, what we're going to talk about is some episodes. And we were talking about characters that would not be on TV. And uh, uh, I'm going to talk about an episode that probably wouldn't make it, which is one of my favorite ones. And you, you said earlier you divide them into funny and heartwarming. Yeah, I think you've got you've got to do that. Otherwise, it gets too hard to choose. This this would be heartwarming and one that I remember, which is Opie killing the bird. Opie the bird man, directed by Richard Crenna. Oh, really? Yes, Richard. Crenna. And that's, that's a color one. Uh, that no, that was a that was a black, black and white. One. Yeah, yeah. And he Opie kills a bird, which they would have all kinds of problems doing on TV today. That's right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he has to raise the baby birds. That's right. Yeah. And it's just a really good episode. And Opie is. Ron Howard, great yeah. underrated actor for being a kid. Very much so. And, yeah, he did a great job in that episode. I can't watch that episode without getting choked up in the end. And I'll be honest about it because that last line where Obi looks at the empty cage after he's let, you know, Ink and Blinken and Nod loose, and he says, Dad, the cage looks awful empty, or Pa, the cage looks awful empty. And he says, yeah, son, but don't the trees look nice and full? That kills me every yeah. time. I mean, I get all misty about that That's stuff because, you know, it's, again, it takes you to a place you want to be, you know. And, and you, you, you have kids, too, like yeah. me. And we watch we watch TV on the Disney Channel, which is fun. Yeah. But no actor. Everybody goes way over the top. Right. Ron Howard yeah. took it a little little shy, a yeah. little uh, but a little little less is more sometimes. And he, he Ron Howard just great at playing that same character yeah, <laughs> that, that right. is yeah. not over the top. Yeah, absolutely. He was an anchor on that show. Yeah, anchor at. Eight years old That's and nine right. years yeah. old. Well, five, he started at five. Wow. I mean, he was a kid. You know, he was, and, he, and his 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 brother Clint Howard would be on there. Clint, once in a yeah, while. he was always walking around with his uh, Leon. He played Leon. Leon, the kid with the cowboy hat and the peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> never said a word. The entire there were a lot of characters that never said a word. We never saw you know Sarah the the switchboard opera. We never saw Juanita at the Juanita diner. at the diner. Mr. Schwump, you know, who was in that, that guy was in sixty two episodes or something like that. And uh, it wasn't until 2012, 26 episodes over the course of the series. He was an actor named Patch C. Wimmers, and it wasn't until 2012 that anybody was able to identify him. Wow. So tell me some of your favorites. and give, I like that you divide them between heartwarming yeah. and, and so, so let's burn through this because, you know, we need, we need at least an hour to do this. Stuff. <laughs> so straight funny. Let's start with that. My favorite is, is a toss-up between two uh, for straight funny. First, my fair Ernest T. Bass, which is the Pygmalion episode, the My Fair Lady episode, um, where they try to turn Ernest into a gentleman <laughs> by taking him to Mrs. Mendelbright's social house. Not gonna happen. Uh, yeah, and he, he hooks up with Ro his Romina, and that's that's got you know that's where he you know she calls him a creature and he tries to you know tear the place apart. You know that's one of my favorites. I also love the pickle story, uh, where they're trying you know Aunt B's making pickles for right. the fair, and it's just it's such a funny piece of television. Um, 
Citizens Arrest with Jim Neighbors. Oh, Citizens Arrest, yeah, Jim fantastic. Neighbors. Jim Neighbors, another good and and characters. Got to talk about Goober and Gomer. And Gomer, who but, only appeared in one episode together. Oh, the, really? The very first one, the one where Cousin Goober visits, uh, uh, which I can't remember the name of at the moment. But they were only in one episode wow. together, and that was but it. They were both. That was called the Fun Girls. That episode. Oh, that one. Of, that okay, that one. Time, that is one of my favorite that's episodes. That's the first time we ever saw Goober Pile. Is the Fun Girls from Mount Pilot? That's right. Who we had the high pitched voice, which um, gosh, I can't remember their. Names, the so. high-pitched voice um, belonged to Joyce Jameson, Joyce and Jean- Gene Carson had that hello doll. <laughs> hello doll. Hello doll. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was great stuff. Um, that was great. They would, they would, the fun girls lived in Mount Pilot. They liked right. to dance. They liked to drink. That's right. <laughs> they were a blast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, that was great stuff. Um, there were a lot of good ones. Uh, you know, I was never a huge Goober and Gomer fan, except for sort of how they helped an episode, Citizens Rest being a good example. The one where Goober takes a car apart and keeps putting it in the inside. Yeah the station is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Um, and then you get to heartwarming, you know. Yeah. Uh, Man in a Hurry uh, is one of my favorite heartwarming ones where Malcolm Tucker comes speeding through town. Right. His car breaks down, and he has to slow down with all of them. You talk about the porch. Well, you know, that, that one of the bits in that thing is they're sitting around on the porch talking about it. And Barney literally says, I think I'll go to Thumb Lou's, watch the TV, get a little ice cream. And he goes, go, man, go, you know, because it's just it's not happening. And, um, and, of course, the payoff to that episode is the fact that, you know, he's watched Andy a couple times now peel an apple with you know, in one shot. And at the end, you see Malcolm Tucker passed out on the porch, you know, asleep <laughs> in the nice, you know, summer breeze, having peeled his apple. You know? uh, and uh, I love that one. And of course, uh, you know, there's Opie the Birdman, a great heart warmer. Oh, Mr. McBeavy, another one where Andy gets it sideways with Opie. Yeah, uh, yeah. One of my favorite episodes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and one of my favorite lines Andy Griffith ever delivered, where he said, um, you know, Barney System, you don't really believe in Mr. McBeavy with his silver hat and his 12 hands walking around the trees. And Andy says, no, I, I, I don't believe in Mr. McBeavy, but I do believe in Opie. Yeah. Good stuff, man. Yep. So Opie insisted that this guy was giving him presents. That's was, right. Uh, Shiny hat and yeah. was walking through the trees and uh, and that was good. that's a great one is that yeah. Andy's got to believe in uh, it, it even though it seems impossible right and it's true and it's true yeah it's 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 a great episode it's a great example of what the show did so well mixing funny with heartwarming and with you know that kind of stuff right right any other faves that you have. I loved Opie and the Bully, where Opie uh, uh, dukes it out with that kid that's taking his lunch money. Um, the Merchant of Mayberry was Sterling Holloway, who played Winnie the Pooh right, all those right. years, uh, you know, where he, they, they work with him to open that store against Ben Weaver, one of their normal foils right. in the town. Um, I absolutely love uh, Aunt Bee's Medicine Man, where Aunt Bee and her friends are taking this tonic <laughs> from the snake oil salesman, and they get gassed, and they're oh, yeah. thrown in the jail. Andy has to raid the house, because <laughs> they're all in there singing standards. We have to name another character that we forgot, Clara. Who Clara was. Edwards. <laughs> Yeah, who had three different names on the show. She, oh, did she really? She started out as, as – um, she was Claire Edwards eventually, and then she was at one time Bertha. Oh, I really um, remember she, Bertha. You know, it was This show was funny. It's a show of that time because this show had no memory. People would t- – would like, you know, for example, there's a guy who's in one of my favorites, um, Barney's uniform, Alan Melvin, who played Sam the Butcher on The Brady Bunch. Right, right. He appeared multiple times on the show as different characters. There were yeah. a lot of actors who did that. Oh, wow. Jack Nicholson was on the show twice That's right, as the baby one, characters. right? That's yeah. where – And Aunt be the juror, the Twelve Angry Men episode, where he's the convicted guy. Oh, he is. I didn't yeah. know he was that now. Yeah, too. it's wow. it's it's amazing. It, it, the show just has so many good moments, and you know, and we we make fun of the color ones, which were terrible. And Andy Griffith fought against color because he felt it took away from Mayberry, but. 
there is one color episode I actually do like, and it's called Howard's New Life, where Howard Sprague leaves to go live on a Caribbean island. It's the only color episode I like, and that's probably because I worked with Jack Dodson. One of the oh, first jobs really? I ever had way back on a show called Homefront, Jack came in and played awesome. the character. So I, I like that one just because I like that particular aspect of Howard Sprague. Other yeah. than that, you can pretty much, like I said, it, Andy Griffith show ended in 1960. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, uh, we should talk about that little transition there because it was Floyd, yeah. the barber, and then it went to Emmett the Handyman Emmett's and, fix it and shop, Howard right? Sprague and, uh, yeah. and those guys. And A lot of people didn't want to do the show after that. They just they just felt it went away, and it was true. It, it, it's like it exposed. It's like when you wash your car at night, and then you get up in the next morning, you see everything you missed. That's what happened when they went to color. Yeah. It's like suddenly you could see the backdrops, and it just went away. And you just know that those guys, it was just great they all got along because, yeah. uh, you know, and, at the end, um, you, you know, I know uh, Don Knotts did a Matlock. Yeah. Ron Howard would come back and do Return to Mayberry when he yeah. was famous, which was bad. But. Return to Mayberry. <laughs> wow. But, you know. But, but it was just like, okay. And then Dick Van Dyke and, yeah. uh, and Andy Griffith had some weird relationship where yeah. they, they, they worked together lots uh, whenever they could. And it's just yeah. a testament to just... Good guys that yeah. like to get, get along and like doing it. It was a great show. Well, guess what? We're out of time. Oh, my gosh. We need, <laughs> we need another half an hour. Come on now. We just get into the good stuff. We I know we're getting the good stuff, but we get, we, you know, like that, like the Andy Griffith. I'm sure when they were filming the 22-minute Andy Griffith show, it's like you hit the block and it's got to go. That's you it. Know, That's it. Malcolm Merriweather has to get out of town. So <laughs> <Very good. laughs> thanks for joining us at Rick's Martini Bar. And go to Amazon.com. Click on the, our, the ban- Amazon banner on our website. Buy something and we get a little taste. So, for Grant Anderson, my name's Jerry McCarty. Thanks for joining us. Cheers! Let's swing on down to Ricky's Play Where the girls are refined and the men have good taste A subtle joke, a touch of class Bought in a tall martini glass Let's swing them down